0: Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse, merging sacred sexuality, spirituality, and soul with truth, love, wisdom, and beauty. I'm your host, Elise Carr. Are you ready to come journey with me? Hi stunning souls and welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. I'm your host Elise Carr and it's a joy to have you here. Thank you for coming back if you're returning. I love sharing this journey with you and welcome to those who haven't perhaps tuned in before. I trust you enjoy this episode and, and many more. If what I talk about today resonates with you, do keep in mind I can't share everything. We only have a brief moment in time here for me to share bits and pieces and perhaps pull out some of the most juicy bits, but by no means all of the juicy bits. So if you would like to know more about the West Ark Festival or perhaps meditation cultivating your personal practice of daily meditation, you're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com. Today, I want to share with you something that's deeply auspicious, something that is deeply sacred and something that is deeply meaningful and powerful for many people around the world. And this is the Wesak Festival Full Moon. Even if it's something you don't often think of, I'm sure there's a knowing inside of you that senses the separation between us. How modern life, though never before more connected with technology, keeps us distracted, busy, and separated, with one side against another, be that race, gender, and sexuality, be that politics, religion, and beliefs, countries, and cultures. Humanity is divided, but the ancient knowledge and the ageless wisdom tell us the intention of our planet is to demonstrate the essential unity. Of humanity, that the energy we are here to manifest is one of integration. Imagine if we did integrate and unite, and this plan was truly realized the world's problems would dissipate, and we could truly re establish a rhythm of harmony, peace, beauty, and love wisdom. We could move closer to our innate truth as a unified humanity. I know I long for this, and all I do is in aid of this. It's why I'm having this conversation with you now. And I have a vibe, you too may be on this path. The Wesark Festival and Full Moon at this time weaves entirely with this also. When it comes to the science of meditation, the intention is for us to be of service to humanity. This is the essential motivation of all true creative meditation. It is not a focus on what we can personally gain, but the opportunity for our minds to expand based on our ability to love and serve each other and all others. The ultimate result here for you is in your consciousness. It is the illumination, wisdom and your will to good, a will to do good therefore, merge with your expanding ability to work together as a unified team. That's you and me, and everyone else, my friend, to cooperate, if you will, in this creative and redemptive purpose of humanity. This meditation is not only practical and effective, it's your opportunity to serve the planet and everyone here who's temporarily calling it home. So let's look at the importance of Wesak. The festival of Wesak is the Great Eastern Festival, the festival of the Buddha who is the spiritual intermediary between the highest spiritual center, known as Shambhala, and the hierarchy. The Buddha is the expression of the wisdom of source, or God if you prefer to use that word, the embodiment of light and the indicator of the divine purpose, our divine purpose. Annually, Wesak is celebrated at the full moon of May when the sun is in the astrological sign of Taurus. though very rarely, but sometimes it can fall in April as well. Wesak is a day of reunion. It is a pilgrimage and rejoicing expectancy. For many, it is a sacred or holy day, a present, living, heavenly event where the love from the source is released through the Buddha, given to the Chosen One, who then distributes it to all of humanity. For some, This may be just an ancient legend, to others a mythical story, but to a large number it is a state of present fact. The Buddha returns once a year to bless the world and transmit this potent spiritual energy to all. So let me share the story with you. It is said, as if following the light that leads the way, many pilgrims make the great journey to find their way to a tiny valley At the furthest end, of the Tibetan Himalayas, and there they gather, waiting for the peak moment of the Wesak full moon, where the sacred, solemn ritual is performed. A ritual that people of other faiths to Buddhism have also witnessed in their dreams, recorded and shared. Much to their own surprise and amazement, this auspicious event was not a dream phenomenon as others over time have said the same of their dreams at this full moon time. They say it's based upon definite ceremony that they too took part in, if only in the astral. They believe they were there. This dream, the legend, this universal fact, is said to take us to a tiny village of high altitude in the foothills of the Tibetan ranges of the Himalayas. High mountains almost entirely encircle this valley, except to the northeast, where a small opening of the ranges sits, parted. Toward the northern end, there is a giant, flat rock. No trees or shrubs are to be found in the valley. It is covered instead with coarse grass. The trees only stand scattered upon the mountains. And as the full moon approaches, pilgrims from regions all around come together. Lamas and holy folk fill the southern and middle parts. They leave the northeast free. For it is there that a group of beings who are custodian on earth of the plan for our planet and humanity gather. Some call them masters of the wisdom, the planetary hierarchy, the masters of all masters. We can also call them the Rishis of the Hindu scriptures or the Society of Illuminated Minds, the perfected humanity. With their love wisdom and knowledge, they stand as a protective wall to our humanity, seeking to lead us from darkness to light, from the unreal to the real, and from death to immortality. This remarkable group prepare themselves for a great act of service at this time. In front of the giant rock there are also the three great lords, known as the disciples of the Rishis. These three stand facing the rock where a grand crystal bowl filled with water rests upon it. It is interesting to note Those who have described this experience of being at this gathering in the tiny valley have all said they stood in the exact same position, in the lower part of the valley, knowing later it was a symbolic representation of their evolutionary phase of life. For behind the masters, adepts, initiates and high workers under the plan, there are the disciples and aspirants of all levels, either in physical body or out of body, astral, like in dream state, And that is from where they joined. And now as the prime hour approaches, a stillness comes upon the crowd. And they all cast their gaze to the northeast. Ritualistic moves are performed by the masters and their disciples of all ranks as they take their symbolic places to the sound of certain chanted words or esoteric phrases called mantras. They form on the valley floor significant symbols, such as the five-pointed star or a triangle, amid other well-known formations, all with potent and deep meaning. The entire body of expectant onlookers begin to feel the tension, a stimulation or potent vibration. And this force has the effect of awakening those souls present fusing and blending the group to one united whole, lifting them to a great height of readiness, spiritual demand and expectancy. The climax of the world's aspiration is focusing within this waiting group. The three words, demand, readiness and expectancy blend to paint the truest picture of the atmosphere amid the group of this secret valley. Chanting and rhythmic weaving has grown stronger and stronger still as the crowd draws their eyes toward the sky at that narrow parting of the mountains. A few short minutes before the exact full moon, far, far in the distance, A tiny speck is just beginning to be seen in the night sky, drawing closer and closer, growing in clarity as it approaches. First an outline and then the complete form of the Buddha is seen. Seated in cross-legged position, dressed in saffron-coloured robes, bathed in light and colour, with hand extended in blessing. Descending from on high to the little valley in Tibet, on the further side of the Himalayas, he arrives fully, hovering directly over the giant rock. The great Lord's speak a mantram used only at this time and the entire gathering immediately bow upon the earth a vibration of such force, it travels from the aspirants, disciples and initiates to source itself. This marks the supreme moment of intense spiritual effort throughout the entire year and the spiritual visualisation of humanity and the spiritual effects last the entire coming year. This is cosmic. It is universal a spiritual force from which all creative beings have come. The blessing pours forth to the Chosen One, the representative of humanity, who receives in perfect trust to distribute to all. It is then the Buddha recedes and disappears into the distant darkness, again a speck to the eye until a complete departure to return again to the place on high where he resides until next year. The entire annual blessing ceremony from arrival to departure is just eight minutes. Year after year he has returned and year after year given the blessing to the Chosen One, who has distributed for the spiritual benefit of humanity. Between the Buddha and the Chosen One, the two aspects of a divine life are bestowed upon us all, Buddha with the wisdom of source, and the chosen one with the love of source, both which pour forth into humanity each May full moon. Once Buddha has disappeared, those gathered stand again, and the bowl of water is distributed, small portions given to the masters, initiates and disciples before they leave, off to go serve from their places of service. Pilgrims who have arrived with tiny cups and vessels for water receive their portion and share with others. The symbolism of this water ceremony of communion lays the esoteric hint indicating the new age we find ourselves in, that of the Aquarian Age, a symbol of the water bearer carrying a pitcher of water. Purified, sharing of the water... Having been magnetized by the Buddha, wisdom, and the Chosen One, love, it carries the virtues of healing and help. Blessed, the silent crowd go their own way and all depart renewed with the spiritual energy to undertake another year's service to humanity and to the world. Dream, legend, or universal fact, it is for you to decide. But at this time, great spiritual forces are more available to us than ever before. For beyond the tiny valley in the Himalayas, all around the world, fellow pilgrims of all walks of life are coming together in small and large groups to improve the human condition. As we awaken to the realisation that we are part of this luminous web of life, the segregation through sex, gender, class, religion and culture no longer has the same stronghold – While we still have far to go, we as a humanity are the receptive, connective link joining above, call it source, God, universe, to here below with the animal, plant and mineral kingdom. We are the link between these. And there is a great responsibility that we have to care for the earth and all her creatures, along with care for each other, to strengthen our uniting as one, To rise together to our divine nature, leaving our selfish and segregated ways behind. It is on the full moon of May each year that this linking and bringing to earth of light is at the most important and powerful. This is a day of meditation and prayer. A day when each and every one of us on the path, no matter our beliefs, faith or religion, link together in both mind and heart with soul. Even your imagination is called upon to participate in this supreme event of spiritual contact and blessings on Vesak. It is now, with the sun in the sign of Taurus, the astrological sign of illumination and vision that closely connects us to the Buddha. Thus, this is a sacred time, especially for Buddhists who gather in millions to honour the Buddha, Lord of Light, the Messenger of the East. It is the three events of Buddha's birth, his enlightenment and his death, which each took place on a May full moon that mark this an honoured time. And we especially meditate in groups at this time, uniting our energies as a selfless service. And that's not about asking for things for our individual selves. It is an opportunity to use the science, the technique of meditation for spiritual contact this service meditation is on behalf of the planet and the meditation that we can commit to if done correctly from a place of selfless love and wisdom teaches us a higher form of meditation than perhaps we have practiced previously. While we connect together and contribute our energies on this auspicious evening with people all around the world doing the same thing, we are keying in to the planetary high point of not only the month, but the year. As this meditation is connected to the Buddha and the Buddha consciousness, it spreads out the energy, or consciousness, if you will, like a web. A web we are all part of. How active or passive you are in this web, however, is your choice. You are invited now, through your own meditation and prayer, to use the power of your creative imagination to participate in this festival, assisting in the sharing of the light and Buddha's blessing around the world. Perhaps for you this may still seem like an abstract idea or event. For others, it is a remarkable night of spiritual energy you can feel deeply. However you relate at this point of your path, this is still an opportunity to be part of the energies released by the Buddha at Wesak, to aid the shift of consciousness that is occurring, to stabilise us as a humanity, to build new thought forms for a more conscious and awake future. For those ready to step onto or are already on the path, the Festival of Wesak provides you with a potent, powerful opportunity to be of great service and goodwill. And when I say goodwill, that means you have a will within you to do good in the world. And I'm pretty sure if you're with me here right now, you do have that will inside you. Maybe it's stronger than you realize. At this time, if you do want to participate and you're wondering how to go about your meditation practice, you can find a place that you feel comfortable where you'll be least disturbed. Maybe fuse will be upon a cushion or leaning back on a chair, for example, if you can't sit down cross legged. And you can relax into your space and close your eyes. And with focus and concentration, you can bring your awareness inward to your mind's eye, letting thoughts or distractions pass by like clouds as you bring yourself back to your focused mind. Meditate upon the radiating distribution of light around the world. Call upon your imagination here if it resonates to envisage this. However it looks for you, radiating light, distributing around the entire world, countries, cities, towns, all humanity, to animals, to the plant kingdom. And this might be all you need to do for your meditation as you maintain your concentration for a comfortable time. And that comfortable time for you might be two minutes or five minutes. And if it calls to you when you choose to do this, you can make a special effort in your thinking and thoughts to come from a place of loving kindness, compassion, non-judgment, humility even. A sensitivity to the higher possibilities of humanity or what is esoterically called the plan. Some people who meditate often do notice that this time when we meditate at Wesak, there is a heightened awareness, an ability to reach a higher place than perhaps you've reached before. This doesn't mean to say it will definitely happen, but it's something that you might want to be open to as you strive to do your best as the detached observer or witness of your mind and all that is with the aim of holding focus, holding a focus of sustained inner silence while keeping in mind the needs of all humanity and how you can contribute to this and how we as a united group can contribute to making a difference And What does this look like? As light and love spread like a luminous web connecting each and every one of us, in your meditation you'll find what that looks like for you. And I will say if you do choose to do this practice in your own time, five minutes of quality presence of mind is more powerful and safe then sitting for longer with straying thoughts or overstimulating your mind if it is strained. Listen to your inner self and intuition to guide you and honour this with discernment. And as I mentioned, group meditation is very powerful at this time. You may like to find a group, create a group, join a group to meditate, especially in the 18 hours prior to the full moon on the exact time of the full moon or the day of the full moon, wherever you may be in the world. You may also like to recite a mantra or the great invocation and close your meditation with the sacred sound of the vibration OM as you visualize the light radiating out to all through the luminous web we are connected by. Together... Channeling the powerful forces, we can call forth the blessings bestowed on earth at this time, releasing the spiritual power to lead to change in human consciousness and in the conditions of this material-driven world in need that we live in. So we can shift from the obsession of materialism closer to the divinity of our innate spirituality through the light of love wisdom, of heart, mind, united. You and I joining with the luminous web of others around the world can help shift the balance of forces on our planet towards the light. I'm honoured and humbled to share this momentous opportunity with you. And if you're listening to this when it's coming up to WESAC, I will be joining with you at that time. If you're listening to this podcast, that's not WESAC yet, I'll save this. For when that full moon time comes around, I'm sending you light and love from my soul. May you embrace this auspicious and sacred time. And I trust what I've shared with you today has shed a bit of light onto the West Festival. And perhaps now, more than ever, you're ready to join us to come together. Because we're not as strong on our own together united we are stronger we can make a difference and deep down we do want change in this world right we want change for the better we want to contribute we want to make a difference this is one way you can do that and yeah it means using your imagination it means taking a few minutes out of your day in quiet calm focus but what a beautiful way to contribute if today spoke to you and you'd like more sacred guidance, you're welcome to reach out to me at elise at stellamuse.com to explore how I can serve you with one-on-one sacred guidance sessions. And if you enjoy this, then share it with a beloved. Maybe you want to share it with a few so that you can create your own meditation group, a meditation group for every full moon, not even just at Wesar. That might be something beautiful you can explore. And if you did enjoy, please subscribe, rate, and review Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse on your chosen platform. And until next time, take wonderful care of you and I look forward to connecting here real soon on Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse.